Hey, I'm Lebo and this is Right Side Up. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Because love is patient, love is kind. Love does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth, it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. So... We're talking about love today. <laughs> We're talking about love today. Uh, that was 1 Corinthians 13. It's, it's almost like that, what is it? Uh, it's almost uh, synonymous with, with weddings, right? Because people read this at weddings. Love is patient, love is kind. They read it at weddings. And I think it's a great scripture to read at weddings, but it's a great scripture to start my day with every single day because it's real. It's real. Love is patient. I remember uh, sitting down one day in my room and I was praying, I think, and I was like, you, I am not, um, I am not winning at this because patient me, I, I don't know that I would say that I'm patient. <laughs> Yeah, no, patience is something that it's a long road that I have walked. Thank you. Halala. Yes, patience is one of those things. Hey, yo, I, I, I have worked. I have done the work, guys. I, I can say now, okay, sure, let's move on to the next line. You know, kind. Okay, let's work on kindness. Am I kind? What is kindness? What is to show kindness? How do you show kindness? You know, it's this, this chapter, this um, book has been just the work of my life because I want to be, I want to learn how to love. Um, there was a, there was a story um, that I heard once that, you know, you sometimes hear a story that kind of just changes, changes your, your thinking and just kind of changes your life, really. So this is one such story where, where I'm guessing it was a dream that this person had, but it was one of those, I don't even remember where I picked this story up, but I remember the story clearly, not the person who was telling it, which is amazing. But anyway, so I guess it was a dream where this person is, is, is talking to Jesus, I suppose. And Jesus asks them, have you learned how to love? You know, there are more details to, to that dream that I'm not going to share on this platform because, you know, uh, yeah, but... The question was, have you learned how to love? 
in all the time that you've spent on earth, in the relationships, the the encounters you had with people, um, did you learn how to love? That's the one thing I'm looking from you, you know, looking for from you is, did you learn how to love? And that question for me has stuck with me since hearing that story. Did you learn how to love? And so that's the lens through which I look at everything. Am I loving? Am I living in love? Am I doing this from love? Am I learning how to love in everything that I do, in every season, in every circumstance? And I mean, it's not easy, obviously, you know, because my knee-jerk reaction is not, oh, let me hug you. Sometimes I just want to slap somebody, okay? Okay, right on the mouth. But I do not condone violence, guys. That's not what this is. Don't come after me. Um, But that's just, you know, in my humanness, sometimes I just, I'm not in the mood to pray for you. Go away from me, Sister Sally. I do not want to pray for you. You know, like sometimes I have those kind of reactions. I'm human, right? But then I sit back and I go, okay, maybe not the best way to have handled that, you know, and then I have to go back and and put on my big girl panties and ask for forgiveness, right? I have to repent. I have to ask that person for forgiveness. I have to say I'm sorry and not, oh, sorry, or just a sad face emoji. I have to say the words, I am sorry. I am sorry that I did this to you or, or I didn't respond in the best of ways. Will you forgive me? You know, the whole thing, <laughs> the whole thing. Um, so yeah, so uh, have you learned how to love? Are you learning how to love? Did you learn how to love? That's something that has stuck with me for many, many years. And so when I step back, when I would step back and, and read these scripture or this scripture on love, that love is patient and kind, I would read it through that lens of wanting to learn how to love. So if love is patient, what does patience look like? Am I being patient with people? Am I being patient with myself as well? You know, what is patience? How can I show patience in this certain situation or whatever? Love is kind. Am I showing kindness? Am I being kind? Love does not envy or... Oh, it gets real, hey? So if I'm envious, does that mean I'm not loving? So if I envy that, then that doesn't really flow from love, does it? might flow from I'm feeling like you have something that I don't have, maybe? I don't know. Love is not proud. So when I'm being proud, I'm not being loving, am I? Love doesn't dishonor others. It's not self-seeking, so it's not selfish. It doesn't dishonor others. In our team at um, at church, right? Because I work for a church. I'm a musician, professional musician who works for church, which is cool. It's been, it's got its ups and downs as well. <laughs> I can write an entire book. Woo. Um, one of our cultures is honor. So we, by we, I mean, you know, the church folk yes we sat down and we decided these are our cultures these are our values this is our mission this is our vision 
We sat down, we wrote it down, made it plain, wrote it down. It's everywhere. It's on our website. It's on our walls. It's in all our printed media. It's in our mouths. We say it all the time. These are cultures, culture of honor, culture of, culture of, culture of, you know, this is, this is a value for us. We honor, we honor one another. And for us, that starts with when, not if, when somebody offends you or steps on your toes as it happens because we are people and we are flawed, right? As somebody offends you, what do you do? What's your response? The correct response is to speak to that person. And as you approach that person to speak to them, to think the best of that person, to not approach that person with a fire of... of uh, what is it, of offense burning in your heart because then you kind of have already made up your mind, you've already made up your heart that this person is this kind of person and this is what they meant and you leave little to no space for, for um, the possibility that it could have been a misunderstanding, um, you know. So, so yeah, so part of our culture of honor is that's how you honor people you you if if not not if when when somebody offends you you speak to them you don't speak about them to everybody else you know so if somebody comes to me and says oh so and so they're like this i'm like uh did you speak to them did you speak to them did you tell them that they are like that or that this is how you saw it if you haven't spoken to them, maybe speak to them first and then you can come to me um as the covering senior you know come to me we can go together to that person hey this is what this person this person is saying you know so I'll be like a, a mediator if that fails we bring in my manager you know type of thing there's there's a natural progression of things but for us to not go straight to the CEO or go straight to the principal go straight to the senior pastor go straight to whatever you know to court speak to the person there's like most of the time it's just a misunderstanding you know um so culture of honor for us is something that we take very seriously it's one of our our values one of our cultures honor just do not dishonor one another love does not dishonor others it is not self-seeking it's not selfish right it's not selfish and yo i mean thinking about the way um, society is right now, right? Everybody has their truth. It's my truth, my perspective, my the way I see it, me, me, me. But love is not, it's not selfish, babe. It's not. And I mean, I'm not saying that don't have your perspective or your vantage point on things, but remember there's always other sides to a story, always. So as much as you, we can have we can be in the same room and something happen in that room that we're both in we are going to see it differently we will we're going to feel differently about it you know most of the time we we'll, we are going to see that situation differently and so to leave the gap the space that as much as you have your perspective the other person also has their perspective you know, as much as you feel something about whatever, they also feel something about that same whatever, right? So to be patient, to be kind, to not boast, to not be proud, to not be envious, to not dishonor 
others, to not be self-seeking, to not be easily angered. This is another one. Everybody's so triggered lately. Everyone is triggered. Everything is triggering everyone all the time. Karen's here, there, everywhere. You, I, I was almost a Karen the other day. Um, my daughter, the eldest one, was not having a great day emotionally, and that affected my my mood and just you know my overall presentation, just my overall emotional presentation. It just changed that that completely. And so I went to the shops, um, empty parking. I'm like, yes, empty parking. Let me drive into that. There's a, there was a car behind me and this lady starts signaling that, no, she's going in that parking. I'm like, uh, lady, but I've been signaling that I'm turning into this parking. But there was another parking just three, maybe two bays ahead that I was also empty. And so in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh, can you just go to the other parking? And then I look at her face. She's smiling. She's like, oh, okay. If you're taking that one, I'll go to the next one. Ooh, did I not feel so bad inside? Because normally or usually, I mean, I wouldn't sweat. I wouldn't sweat the whole parking thing, you know, like don't sweat the little things. I would just go to the other parking or see where she was. You know, like it's not a big deal, but mm -mm, I was very, very much easily angered. Because I was, I was having a day, you know, um, and so I understand that sometimes you are, sometimes we might not have the best of days or we're not in the best state of mind and something happens and we're triggered or we're already, we leave the house already emotionally heightened and the smallest of things just pops us off, you know, I think, I mean, for me, I'm like, yo, I need to de-escalate my emotions, I need to regulate. We need to re self-regulate. I need to regulate my emotions and de-escalate if, if I need to before leaving the house or before speaking to someone, before leaving my room, before speaking to my children, my husband, before taking that meeting, you know. Um, so my boss uh, has this rule or this thing that she does between meetings she'll schedule in. 10 minutes, 15 min, uh, minutes to just decompress, you know, before going into the next meeting. Because sometimes you're going to the next meeting from the previous meeting triggered, you know, and then everybody better watch out in the next meeting. And it's just like, nah, fam. So, <laughs> ooh, uh, uh, so love, love is not, love is not easily angered. That's, yeah, that's something I'm still, I mean, all of these things I'm still working on. All of these things, I'm like, I want to be more patient. I want to be more kind. I don't want to be envious. I don't want to boast. Have you ever been in, in a conversation with someone who just carries on and on and on about how amazing they are or, you know, just rolls out a scroll of accolades? It just, it gets to a point where you're just nauseated, right? Where you just feel nauseated, like, oh, please be quiet. Uh, right? Because it gets to a point where it's just so disgusting. I'm like, please stop it. Just stop. So <laughs> oh, am I the only one? Am I the only one who feels that way? I'm sorry if I'm the only one, but sometimes I'm just like, oh, can you please, can you please take your accolades and go home? You know, because it, it, it just gets so, it's, it's just, Ugh, it's too much sometimes. So I, I don't want to do that. I, I, when having a conversation with someone, I actually want to talk to that person and not, and not 
be distracted. Like when I talk to you, I want you to have my full attention. And so if I'm distracted, I'm going to excuse myself from that conversation until I get to a point where I'm not distracted. If I'm triggered, I hope um, I mean, I, I try to step away and just uh, self-regulate and then come back to the conversation not triggered. But I feel like with my loved ones, the, pe- the people closest to me, when I'm triggered, they don't get as much time um, as strangers do, you know, and that's just me being honest. Uh, they don't get as much, uh, let me step away and decompress time, you know, for, for my loved ones. It may be just two minutes of me decompressing, whereas with a stranger, I might say, listen, can we not have the meeting today? Let's meet tomorrow, rather. So they have like four more time, you know, for me to just self-regulate. So that's something that that I've highlighted to myself and uh, I am going to... Um, so for me, more than treat strangers the way I treat my family, I'm going to treat my family the way I treat strangers more and more because with strangers, I, f- I feel like there's more patience, there's more kindness, you know, which is weird. Like, why do we treat the people that we love just worse? Like, what is that? But anyway, so uh, not that I don't mistreat my family, guys. Okay, like it's not it's not a whole thing now where you have to call Oprah. No, it's not that. It's just I recognize that I want to do better in these areas. I want to learn how to love because it's something that you learn how to do. I, I, I want to keep learning how to love learning how to be patient, kind, to not be easily angered, to not keep a record of wrongs. And here's the thing, gentlemen, and this is something that, I, that I've told my husband as well, is if we get into a situation where we are talking passionately, not fighting, not fighting, but talking passionately, and I remember things from 10 years ago, I'm, I'm not sitting there with, with a whole notepad of the things that you've done wrong my memory just works that way it does like I remember details I remember that you didn't put the dishes in the dishwasher four days ago when I asked you to I remember that you know like I remember those things it's not a record of wrongs that I'm keeping to serve you know to serve you with (laughs) and so I had to understand that when we were having an intense conversation with my husband and I say, but, but it's, it's a pattern or not as a pattern, but this has happened before. And I've said before, blah, 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 whatever it is, um, that, so he's learning that that's how my memory works. But I'm also, I've also heard from him, you know, I'm also hearing him in the situation that, that just feels like record of wrongs vibes, you know, and so I'm trying more and more to compartmentalize and not filter in things that happened 10, 15, 400 years ago. So anyway, that's a freebie. Love does not keep a record of wrongs. Uh... Love does not delight in evil. It does not delight in evil. It rejoices with the truth. This is something I'm trying to, that we're trying to teach our kids. Rejoice in the truth. Be a person of truth. Tell the truth. Be a person who, who tells the truth, you know. Lies never help anyone. My daughter was actually asking me the other day, we're having a conversation in the car, and she was saying, oh, I think she heard somewhere um, I think she was watching something, actually, one of these cartoons or animation um, things, movie, sitcom, whatever. 
and she was asking because in that sitcom they said something like oh no I lied to protect you so she asked me does does not is it not how does she how does she put it I, I can't remember how she put it but she was asking that like is it protection when I lie am I you know I'm trying to protect you so can I lie and I, I simply said to her love lying never helps lying is never helpful lying does not protect lying does not keep you safe i think she said something about keeping you safe I'm like, lying does not keep you safe because the the truth always comes out always and depending on what you lied about if the truth comes out like 10 years from now it just hurts even more it just hurts even just tell the truth just be a person of truth lying does not help and sometimes like you find that if you if you just tell the truth about something take the consequence that's that's uh better than taking the consequence of having done that thing and lied about it like oh i hate lying i hate it so much but anyway so um what is it where are we doesn't delight in evil but rejoices with the truth let's not delight in evil hey like there's so much so much evil around us I want to be a person of truth. I want to be surrounded with people of truth, people of honor, and not people who will who will take joy in evil and wish evil against you. Um, yeah. Mm-mm. Always protects, always trusts. Love always protects, not lies. Love. Love always protects. It always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres, and love never fails. Oh, always trusts hopes, protects, perseveres, never fails. This is a, yeah, mm, this scripture. I don't think we actually hear it when we are saying it at a wedding, you know, because, yeah, I I don't think we actually hear it. Love is patient. It's long-suffering, you know. Yeah, I think it's become, we we say it in a a candy kind of, oh, la, 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 it protects it does not delight in evil but what does that mean what does that actually mean it never fails what does it mean it's not self-seeking it's not selfish what does that mean so your selfish ways you need to die to those you need to lay them down what does that look like it's painful this whole learning how to love well it's painful because you put others before you you know you put others before you and you love sacrificially it's painful but nobody's going to say that at a wedding. Hey, love is painful. Do you take this man or do you take this woman? Yes, I do. I take the pain. And nobody's going to say that. But it's painful. So, mm-hmm. But are you willing to do the work, though? Are you willing to go through the pain to get to true love, to true unconditional love? Are you willing to take the pain? Are you willing to do the work? At some point in my life, my answer would have probably been no. Hell no. But um, <laughs> but I think my answer now is yes, because I want to be loved that way. I want somebody to love me with a love that is unconditional, with a love that is patient, that is kind. I want somebody to love me and see me, you know. I want somebody to love me with a love that's not envious or boastful or proud. A love that does not dishonor. 
a love that is not selfish or easily angered, a love that doesn't keep a record of wrongs, a love that doesn't delight in evil but rejoices with the truth, a love that always protects, always trusts, always hopes and always perseveres, a love that never fails. That's the kind of love I want and that's the kind of love that I want to give. I want to be able to give. And here's the thing, I know that I can't do that. I cannot do that by myself. I do not have it in me, but Holy Spirit does. But Jesus does, and he helps me, and he will continue to help me. And more and more, with an unveiled face, I'll become more and more like him. So that is my message for this week. Have you learned, or are you learning to love? See you next week.